Hello, and welcome to an episode of Daily American Presses Chatting with Abby. I have a special guest today. This is Rob from North Arrow Coffee Company. Hello, and how are you? I'm doing great today, Abby. How are you? I am really, really good. You want to tell us why you're doing so great? <laughs> well, um, today is a historic day uh, for America, as you already know. Um, SCOTUS handed down the decision on Dobbs versus Jackson. And uh, essentially, Roe has been overturned. And I'm going to get emotional if I go further <laughs> into that. <laughs> right. I... I was expecting to feel a lot of things, but I wasn't expecting to just sit at my desk and cry. So, and you are, you're a dad. So from that point, just start off there. How is that feeling? Well, uh, I'll, I cried too. Um, Intermittent crying and laughter and shock and disbelief. Um, And then I saw my son come upstairs because he was playing Legos. Um, downstairs and just looking at him and I started to cry some more. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, I'm just full of joy. Um, That's the best way I could describe it. I'm so full of joy today. And uh, for our listeners, uh, this, this is being recorded within a couple hours of the decision coming down. I'm not sure entirely when this is going to be posted, but you are hearing pretty close to live reactions. So Wow. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's go into who am I even talking to? Um, For those of you who don't know, Rob is the co-owner of North Arrow Coffee Company. Tell us a little bit about your company and what you're trying to do. All right. Yeah. So North Arrow Coffee Company is a uh, pro-life veteran-owned company. So two things. We're we're pro-life in that um, not only do we believe in the inherent right to be born, because you're alive before you are born. Um, but that we're actually a missional company in the sense that the, the real purpose for starting this company was to impact the fight for life in several ways. Uh, the first way is anybody who uh, purchases from us, 15% of every sale um, goes to uh, a pregnancy center um, or some other type of organization that is supporting the fight for life. Uh, currently, we're, we're partnering primarily with Soundview Pregnancy in New York um, because that is a very, very hot spot. Long Island is mm-hmm. actually one of the hottest spots in the country, and they have a wonderful model. So little little plug for Soundview Pregnancy Services. Um, and then the other way is that um, we just we just believe that there's ways that uh, people can be uh, missional in the marketplace um, in the fight. And, and that's something that we're trying to pioneer and, and model as a company. Mm. I've been talking about this with a friend that I'm going to have on the podcast a little bit later, but in a post row world, I really think that being pro-life is going to more and more mean that we put our resources into helping pregnancy resource centers. It's at some point, it's not going to be enough for us to just fight these laws. We have to actually be a positive force to um, make life possible and make good thriving children possible yeah i i could not agree with that more um so i i'm a uh, I'll, I'll i'll just interject this here I'm, I'm a christian um my faith is the primary thing in my life yeah. and this is something that i actually feel that the church um can take a huge part in 
Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't this this fight for me and for many is not just about stopping people from having abortions, but we believe that through community uh, and through discipleship that we need to be ready to support. Uh, we need to be ready to do all kinds of things, whether it's uh, meet practical needs um, by by donating funds and um, and needed products, uh, being being ready to employ people who need a job to feed their children. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, I personally wish that we would see a church really take the reins on adoption and start making adoption possible for people who have a desire to do it, but can't afford the 30 to 60 grand or whatever it is to adopt the baby. Yeah, that is huge. And uh, one of the, I think, strongest arguments that the the pro-choice movement has had is that if abortion isn't legal, there is going to be a consequence. Our, Our society is is going to have to bear a certain load. And if we're not willing to do that, um, then, then what were we, what were we really fighting for? So North Arrow is, is part of that. And I encourage everyone who's listening to be part of that in whatever way you see fit, whether that's supporting something local or supporting North Arrow or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Were you going to say something? Yeah. So um, I was going to say, you know, one thing is direct donation. We, d- we don't want people to buy coffee instead of donating. So, you know, to, to get a, a bag of premium coffee to your house is, you know, between 20 and $25 these days. Um, if you, if you want to donate that money directly to a pregnancy center, do it. You're going to have the greatest impact that way. Uh, what we're offering is for people who do drink coffee daily an alternative. Um, you know, if you're, if you're into that coffee market, which I've been for years, I, I probably spend more on coffee than I should as many <laughs> Americans, um, you know, we're, we're offering an alternative where in, instead of, uh, stocking your pantry, um, with, um, I'm not going to name other companies, but <laughs> with companies that are not being missional or that are actively funding abortion, now mm-hmm. you have an option to where you can enjoy uh, a really good quality product. And then also know that a portion of that sale is supporting your values as well. Absolutely. So you tell me a little bit about uh, what what got you and your uh, co co owner, co-founder into into this business. All right. Yeah. So uh, my partner and I have been uh, we met back in 2018. Um, He was an executive at a company that I was doing consulting for. And uh, we just struck up a relationship. Uh, We're both being veterans. We immediately had some common ground. Um, and when you're a veteran in those types of settings, sometimes it's hard to relate with other people because they don't quite understand our experiences and our, our demeanor, where we come from. So, um, so I was a coffee snob and I still am. And very often I'd French press at some time before lunch. Um, mm. and I'd have extra and I'd say, Hey man, you, you want the rest of this coffee? <laughs> and, uh, that kind of, that's how we started our relationship. Um, from there, you know, many times we would talk about various issues in our society and how they relate to uh, the oath that we took to defend the Constitution. And how do we reconcile as, as you know, I, I just, I'll pause for a second. Veterans, um, we, we, we swore an oath when we joined the service. And, and most of us don't believe that oath ends when we're discharged from service. Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe that my, my, responsibility and desire to defend the constitution comes with me to the grave. It's, it's a non-expiring oath. I don't believe that that always means that we have to be willing to take up arms and violence, that there's other ways to do things. Um, mm-hmm. So 
many times DJ and I would land on the topic of abortion and, and as, as men of God, right? So that means that we're men of peace. Uh, as men who value life, we can't just say we value the life of the unborn, but then also not value the life of our enemies or people who seek to, um, uh, to expand abortion rights. How do we reconcile this? How, how do we be an oath keeper um, and still stand for goodness um, and, and still represent uh, our Lord and Savior in, in the right way? And ultimately, what we landed on was coffee. We, we both love coffee. We were able to uh, conceptualize and launch this business with ease, which was very surprising. And we decided that we are going to work through the marketplace, uh, staying missionally minded. Um, and this is where we're going to have the best impact that we can have. That is awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> I am still so like emotionally overwhelmed with all everything that's happened today. So I'm definitely off my game. But um, one of the one of the things that has come up lately in the pro-life, pro-choice conversation, especially in light of what happened in Uvalde, is is this accusation you can't you can't be pro-life if you're pro-gun. Um, and I think I imagine as a as a veteran, you have a unique perspective on that. Yeah. So um, this is something that I, I wrestle with often, and I find myself constantly going back um, to that internal dialogue on this, because th there's a few things that I, I believe. I, I believe in that everybody has a fundamental right to live. I think just the fact of becoming alive implies that you're meant to live, right? Um, mm. So, so at, at what point then does it become justified to take another life? Um and that that's a really hard question. Um, you know, well, th th there's a lot to unpack here. Um, yeah, so, so please, <laughs> please bear with me. Um, yeah. my, my most inherent belief is that um, when, when you have the means to defend somebody who can't defend themselves, that you also have a responsibility to defend innocent life. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think anybody with a reasonable mind would allow somebody to come into their home and actively attack their children, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that being said, I also believe that when we step into an area of using force, that by any means necessary uh, becomes a, a plausible argument for me. So mm -hmm. if someone's coming into, um, into my house or into a school and attacking defenseless people, I'm going to use anything that I have available to me to stop what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, in this case, my preferred weapon, my preferred instrument would be a firearm because it's the most effective way. Um, so how do I reconcile the two? How do I reconcile being pro-life and pro-Second Amendment? Um, again, I swore to do defend the Constitution mm -hmm. uh, and the Constitutional does protect life, but the Constitution also protects the uh, inherent right to bear arms. Um, mm -hmm. I believe that uh, armed society is necessary to have a free state. Uh, I live in a state that is unarmed and I can honestly say that I do not feel free. I do not believe that I live in a region of America where liberty is, is important. Uh, in many ways, I feel like a lot of people in my area live to serve the state. We are overtaxed. We have no say in government. Actually, our governor stood up yesterday and spoke for all of us 
in a way that's completely contrary to how most of the people I live here that live here think. Um, mm. So that's, that's a short answer. And it, it was actually long, but that's a short <laughs> answer. Right? We could go deeper into that if you like. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> I, th I think I see three major applications for, you know, owning a gun, exercising the second amendment. The first one would be um, the easiest one to claim, which is hunting. I can, I can use this to feed my family. This isn't for shooting humans. This is for shooting animals. Why are you mad? Um, but it can't, it can't stop there. And as a, as a woman, I have to admit that um, action movies where small females beat up uh, six foot, five muscular guys with just the sheer force of their will are not accurate. I can't, I can't do that. Um, the, firearms are a great leveler. Um, I, I could take on a guy that size if I have a gun on me. Um, and, and in very few other circumstances, could I, could I do that? So uh, self-defense, defense of your family. That's, that's, I think very much allowable. And I think the one that's harder to, in today's culture, kind of admit or articulate is that it's always been, the second amendment has always been an insurance policy against tyranny. It's not that it exists because we want to go march on Washington and, and defend our freedoms. But as long as a population is armed to the same degree as the government, um, it's an insurance policy. They know they can only push so hard before someone starts fighting back and, so you always hope that as you exercise that amendment that you don't have to use it uh, for anything but hunting, but just knowing that you have it is huge. Yeah, that, that's a great, great point. Um, it's funny because I, I was thinking about this question during the week and I, I remember being uh, a young Marine in Iraq um, and coming back uh, from, from those deployments, uh, to this day, I'm so grateful and I thank God. And, and even though I have seen um, some things in combat that are really ugly, I never had to kill anybody. And I, and I know that's not true for a lot mm -hmm. of veterans. I, I know men who have taken lives and I've seen the impact that that has. Um, mm -hmm. I don't I don't think it's ever good to take a life. Now, I won't say that somebody was wrong for defending themselves and, and defending the man to their left and right. But mm -hmm. the implications of, of taking violence to that level, um, I, I know it affects people on a spiritual level. Mm -hmm. So to, to your point, yeah, um, there's something about being prepared. And, and I do believe in being prepared to defend my family and, and to defend my neighbor. Um, but I have absolutely no desire to ever use a firearm to exact violence on another individual. None whatsoever. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I'll say this, if you're, if you're pro-Second Amendment, Good, good on you. And and if you do have that desire, you're wrong. Yeah. There's, I've been to war. There's no heroes in war. There's <laughs> no heroes in a firefight. I've seen how this ends. Um, I mean, we could even look at the the Kyle Rittenhouse situation. And even though he was exonerated in court, mm -hmm. that whole situation didn't end well for him or or anybody else involved. Um, yeah. And he's gonna he's gonna carry that. He's gonna carry the weight of those decisions for, for you know for for a lifetime. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is an interesting, I've never even drawn this connection before, but let me see if I can tease it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so I work for Freedom Alliance. I don't speak for Freedom Alliance, but I work for Freedom Alliance, which is a uh, military support organization that helps specifically combat wounded veterans and their families. And one thing that we find over and over again is that deeper than the physical or obvious wounds are these moral wounds where these guys have in absolutely justified situations gone out and had to do horrible things. Um, one of the kind of clearest examples is guys who have had to shoot a child who was carrying a bomb and about to blow up their entire unit, something like that, where it's just an absolutely impossible situation where um, the life has to be taken. But that wound is, is for a lot of guys, unfortunately impossible to live with. And, and that's where we get a lot of these horrible suicide rates among veterans so that, I think the human soul, it, it, it deeply hurts us whenever we take a human life for any reason, even if we were completely justified. And I think one thing that a lot of times we don't even take into account when talking about the pro-life, pro-choice debate is that taking the life of a child um, for the mom creates that same soul wound. Um, for for a mom, a lot of the anger of the pro-choice community is defending that they were right to do something that feels so deeply, horribly wrong in their soul. And that's why I have taken such a firm stand on even cases of rape. Um, when, let's say, a 14-year-old has been raped and gotten pregnant, this is a very rare circumstance, but it does happen. Um, I think it is a an incredible cruelty to encourage that 14 year old to add on to her pain of rape, the soul wound of having murdered her child. Um, so I think that that should more and more be part of the conversation as people have to kind of face what they've done in the past and find redemption and healing for that, because that mm-hmm. is absolutely there. Yeah. Um, that is a great point. I actually want to just back up what I had said too about veterans who, who've had to face that down and that they have to carry that. Mm-hmm. Or, or I said that about Kyle, uh, Mr. Rittenhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the truth of the matter and, and what I believe and what I've found in my own life is that there actually is healing and redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there is a big part of the pro-life movement um, that actually specifically geared towards uh, counseling people um, and leading them in healing and redemption. And I'm, I'm just going to say this right now. I firmly believe that the only way that that comes in its fullness is is through the gospel. It, yes. it, it comes through it comes through um, an admission of one's sin, right, and then a mm-hmm. repentance, which is which is turning towards the Lord, and understanding that the gospel applies for all who will seek Him. And it mm-hmm. it, it it sounds too easy sometimes. I think it's that there's this thing. Well, I, I just I just don't deserve forgiveness. I've had mm-hmm. thoughts like that about myself, but that's not what is written in the book. And that's that's not what Jesus died for. There, there are absolutely is healing and repentance. And this needs to be a uh, I'm sorry, healing that comes with uh, repentance and restoration mm-hmm. um, for people, for their minds. And I think this also needs to be a big part of this conversation. Um, there's actually some really great resources, too, that are out there. Do you mind if I mention one? Go um, for it. Yeah. So there, there's a uh, organization uh, called Save One save one.org. Um, and they specifically, 
um, seek to counsel people through scripture to go through a healing process for that have had an abortion, whether it's a mom who has made that choice, uh, whether it's a dad who supported the choice or did not support the choice, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a, 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 a worker who aided in it. Um, and that's, uh, I think these ministries are really important. This is um, a part of our mission statement with North Arrow is that mm-hmm. we're not, we're not just out to, um, we want to end abortion, but we also believe that the ultimate cure for this is, uh, is Jesus is the gospel, right? Mm. Yeah. And one thing that people don't, I think, consider is that you can have absolution or you can have forgiveness, but you can't have both. Um, you can either have someone tell you, you did nothing wrong. Don't worry. Or you can say you did something wrong. Uh, and you can have forgiveness for that. And there's a lot of people who are very, very desperate to be absolved, to, to have the government tell them there's nothing wrong with abortion. But what they know they need in their hearts is forgiveness. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. ministries, that, can you can you name that ministry one more time for us? It's uh, Save One. Save the, One. It's all, it's all spelt out, S-A-V-E-O-N-E. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a great, I'm glad that it, I didn't even know something like that existed. I've been very aware of pregnancy resource centers and stuff like that, but places that are, that are doing the spiritual work are going to yeah. be just as important. Just wow. uh, something else you said too, um, you know, when you tell somebody that they, that something that they did wrong is okay, you're actually holding that person back. Mm. Right. And I think I think we're very obsessed in our um, society about being polite and not calling somebody out. Right. And, I, and there's a wrong way to do those things. There absolutely is a wrong way. But if somebody actually genuinely needs healing, whether it's uh, abortion. Right. Which I was saying, 100 percent of cases, people need healing. Um, but it could be it could be other things um, could be in, in this, the case of veterans who've, who've taken lives in combat. Right. Or. Um, who saw lives taken and feel responsible. That, that's something that I, I personally experienced. I, um, I felt very responsible for the death of one of my men for years. Um, mm. But um, when you tell people what's contrary to the truth is that, oh, no, it's okay. You made the right choice. You're actually holding them back from truly being free. As opposed to saying, no, you're right. What you did was wrong. However, there's forgiveness. You could be yeah. free. You could be absolved, right? Yeah. And I want to I wanna make it clear, too, that in the same way that you felt responsible for someone who died near you or under, or under your command, um, there are lots and lots of dads out there who feel responsible for their aborted children, whether or not they had any part in that decision or not. And that forgiveness that's available to the moms is also available to the dads. And yes. I think that needs to, people need to be aware of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that, that's actually, you know, back, back to save one that, that their men's study is structured around those cases as well as the dads who were supportive of the decision. Mm-hmm. Um, interestingly, uh, CareNet, um, which is a, a great organization uh, supporting pregnancy centers, they, they put out some studies and statistics and the, I, I'm not going to quote the numbers because I don't want to get them wrong, but they mm-hmm. actually show through, through their studies that um, in the vast majority of cases, the, uh, and the term they'll use is uh, uh, abortion minded 
right? The mom who's considering abortion, she's abortion minded. Um, when they're asked in these, um, in these surveys, who are you in contact with? It's only the dad in, in the vast majority of cases. And mm. then when they're asked who, who, who would have the biggest influence on your decision? It's, it's only the dad. Wow. Um, and and what, what they're seeing and what they're learning from this is that this is a fatherhood issue. This is not just a woman's issue. This is a men's issue. And again, we know the psychological and the emotional and the spiritual damage that comes out of these things. So if you're going to claim that you truly care for women, we need to have men in this conversation and we need to be teaching men. No, it's, it's okay. You can support her. You can do this. You can encourage her because, because what happens is you have some men that just say, no, just, just do it. Just, it'll be fine. Just take care of it and, and we'll go on. Right. That that's, that's scenario um, one. The next scenario is, well, what are you going to do? Right. This is what the man says to the woman, what are you going to do? And, and, and I'm willing to bet that in 99% of those cases, the woman wants to hear, I will see you through this. I, right. I don't know how we're going to do this, but we will do this. Right. But instead yeah. they say, well, wh what are you going to do? It's your body. It's your choice. And whether they're intentionally copping out or not, that that's what's happening, right? Yeah, because um, if she if she knows that she's allowed to make whatever decision she wants, but that she's alone with her choice, it, one choice is more likely than the other. Uh, she's going to be completely alone. Yes, yes, especially when she goes to uh, Planned Parenthood, mm -hmm. and and they'll never admit this, but their goal is not to have somebody make an educated decision. Mm -hmm. Their goal is, Oh, you're abortion minded. Great. Let's get an abortion. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not going to make really money. Pro -choice. Yeah. They're not going to make money off of carrying that child to term. They're going to make money off of terminating. That's they're an industry. And I think that, that a lot yes. of people don't recognize that is that in the same way that slavery in the South was this massive industry that would had, deep fingers into um, the economy. I think one of the reasons that that abortion has had such a chokehold on our nation is because of the industry that Planned Parenthood is and its influence in politics. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's funny you say that. I was talking with a friend um, earlier this morning, right after the decision came down, and she said, uh, she said in, in those days, it was known as free states and slave states. Slave states. Mm. And she said in, in these days... Well, based on what just uh, came down today, that we're going to be known as abortion states and non-abortion states. Yeah, life states. It is yes. incredible watching people melt down uh, that that babies are going to live. Uh, there are so many steps, and I I, th I think that the Christian community and the conservative community can be overly harsh about some of these things, but. It is a true thing that you don't accidentally get pregnant. You don't, there's a lot of steps that happen yes. and choices that happen in between just walking down the street, minding your own business and getting pregnant. So, uh, except in the very rare, rare, rare cases of rape, which I think that what it means to be pro-life in a post-row world is going to very much come back to how much support um, and even sacrificial support are we, the pro-lifers, willing to give to people whose bad choices or bad circumstances have put them in a situation that they don't know what to deal with because we have taken away their easy answer, right? Um, 
at least in Missouri, the first state to uh, to completely outlaw it. So if we're taking away their easy answer, there has to be another answer. And the good news is that there's already a huge infrastructure of pregnancy resource stuff. But I think that we need to build that out and invest in it because there's going to be higher numbers <laughs> needing those services as as we move forward. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think that the, the church at large, um, regardless of what denomination you are, um, I think that the church at large really needs to be taking a look at that and, and how how we're using resources. Um, you know, <laughs> I know a lot of churches that a lot of resources go into a building that's vacant six days a week. Yep. And it's, it, it upsets me because there's there's a lot of wealth there. There's a lot of mm-hmm. wealth. Um, and I think that we, I really do believe that we have the answer that we, again, uh, the more you get to know me, Abby, the more I'm going to bring it back to Jesus. But I think <laughs> that that's, I think that that's the first answer, but I also believe that our faith implies action. Um, mm-hmm. and that there's, there's a lot of things that we, we can do and, and I see people doing it. Uh, we just need it to grow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. For our audience, um, where can we buy your coffee? Where do we go for that? Ah, here we go. Plug time. (laughs) (laughs) www.northarrowcoffee.co. And I hear there's a discount code that people can use for that. There is a discount code. Oh, I should have. The one thing I didn't write down in my notepad before we got started. (laughs) Abby, (laughs) Libby listeners have a discount code. (laughs) Give me one second. I'm bringing it up. I think it's Abby Libby. 10. I uh, believe that's it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not to get confused with uh, Abby Johnson, who we absolutely love, but I want to make sure that, that Abby is getting credit where credit is due. <laughs> I know a few of my uh, Twitter Twitter friends have already made some purchases, which is awesome. And I can definitely say, having drunk this coffee, that it is good and the one that i got for sure is stronger than i'm used to so i know i'm using less in my coffee baker than i have had been using in the past which is making me go through coffee less fast so maybe it's more expensive but i'm also using it slower so the the discount code is abby libby 10 um Got that. And then what uh i think you have to tell your listeners which one of our coffees you enjoy because they're going to want to be like you (laughs) <laughs> oh man! You know what? I am gonna hold off because I've only tried one of them, so I can't say which oh, one is my okay. favorite. Um, but I am gonna order a couple more bags as soon as I remember to do that. So, because <laughs> I'm about in the last quarter of the bag I've got right now. Um, um. Yeah, it's good stuff. And again, if you want to donate to a pregnancy resource center, d- donate directly to the pregnancy resource center. Yes. But if you want good coffee. And to support a good cause while you're at it, definitely buy some North Arrow coffee. Yes. And yes. Uh, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just add to just for the for the coffee snobs out there, um, <laughs> the, our coffee is roasted fresh to order. So it is roasted, bagged, and tagged and sent straight to your house. There, it's not sitting on a shelf. It's not sitting in a warehouse. Um so it's roasted to order, uh, and it is all specialty grade coffee. Everything carries an 85 plus American Specialty Coffee Association rating. So it is actually a very, very quality product. I, I personally enjoy it a lot. Um, and there was one more thing, and I lost it. 
certified oh, snob. That's right. Guaranteed. Hold the Abby code because um, I'm just going texting with my partner this morning and we are going to do a celebration sale. I'm going to announce it actually right after we get off this uh, recording today. Um, awesome. So that may still be going on depending on when this, when this airs, but we're going to do a little bit bigger than normal discount. And uh, we're just, we're just so happy about what the, what the Supreme court did today. And we want to celebrate it with coffee. <laughs> I am absolutely going to retweet that sale. So if you're listening to this, check out my retweets and where can they find you on Twitter to make sure they're following you for all pertinent update yes so twitter is at pro life coffee perfect it has been an amazing day and really really great to have rob from north arrow coffee on the podcast this will not be the last time i can pretty much promise so uh go follow rob at pro life coffee and go check out the coffee and don't let any of the angry libs steal your joy today. This is this is a, an amazing day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm actually not purposely not paying attention to uh, <laughs> to, to the rage <laughs> on the other side. That can wait until tomorrow. <laughs> I promised myself I wasn't going to reply to anybody mean today. I'm just giving myself that whole gift. Uh, n- no matter how good their argument or biting or however much it gets under my skin, I am not answering anybody today all right y'all we will see you on twitter and wrapping this one now thank you so much for being on rob thank you for having me bye